Hello and welcome to a live edition of the conversation. It is E3. It it is finally here. I'm Heil Russell, and I am joined by two co-hosts. I don't know who wants to go first in introducing <laughs> themselves. You can go first. You can go first. All right, I'll do it. I'm joined by Cameron Regal, and I am Gibbon. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, So we're going to rotate people out throughout E3, throughout these live E3 conversations. So you'll see other familiar faces pop in and pop out. And, you know, this is a bit of a throwback E3 for some of us who have been flying out for the last several years, minus last year, which didn't happen at all, uh, because we're doing this from home. It's all digital this year. Digital presentations, no show floor. So this this is kind of like a throwback to 2014 or earlier for us. So it's going to take some time to get used to. As I was talking with Cameron and Gibbon before we started... I have this kind of fight-or-flight mentality kicking in in the back of my brain where I feel like I have to catch the the plane tomorrow. I have to fly out there. And I don't, but my body is telling me go. So, but, you know, my heart says stay. So, anyway, yeah, this is... It's here, uh, Saturday, uh, which is when this episode will go up on the usual... Like, Saturday morning is probably when this will go up on the usual, you know, podcast networks and youtube and soundcloud you know we already have presentations starting tomorrow so we're in e3 now so i mean if you include the whole of the summer of gaming conglomerate we've we've had presentations for a few days now well i don't because as far (laughs) as what dk vine cares about i mean tomorrow's kind of a low-key day but we have what um ubisoft tomorrow right that's true. We, we have Ubisoft tomorrow? Question mark. <laughs> uh, am I There's missing? some rumors and dubious leaks going around that suggest that yes, we might have Ubisoft tomorrow. Okay, I don't. I I don't know the context of this. Would you care to explain oh, okay. to the rest of the class? I mean, I, I'm just saying question mark because it's like a, it's like a fifty fifty proposition. It's something we like. It's not like a Microsoft or Nintendo where there's an extremely strong chance every single year there will be something from them. Oh, well, there was there was a big uh, quote unquote leak earlier today uh, that suggests we might be getting that rumored uh, Mario Rabbids sequel shown tomorrow at the Ubisoft thing. So, I uh, given given the context of how the first game um, was known dramatically. Was first, yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. We kind of got like a whole pitch presentation leaked, I think. I, I would not mm-hmm. be surprised. So yeah. what my point, Gibbon, is that <laughs> I don't know why I'm singling you out, but it's that as far as what DK Vine cares about, stuff is gonna start tomorrow on, on the low lower end, then Sunday we got Xbox, and then of course Tuesday is Nintendo. So stay tuned to DK Vine all weekend, all week long. We are going to be covering everything. We're going to be talking about everything, dissecting everything. I just tweeted that or retweeted something that Nintendo of America put out about K. Rule's body odor. So something's in the air. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, if if Nintendo of America is talking about K. Rule <laughs> on their social accounts, you can smell it coming. Here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, you can smell it coming. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> so I, I think I think we're all kind of feeling mm. it. I, I mean, even okay, we'll we'll get into it because I I I'm jumping ahead to what everybody wants us to get to. We nixed the blowing mechanic and then changed it to inhaling. <laughs> it's just oh. gonna be donkey. It's gonna be Swanky Kong doing a line with Snide. <laughs> Uh, oh. Inflate yourself just like a balloon. <laughs> so anyway, dkvine.com, dkvine on Twitter, dkvine on Facebook, Joe Mud's running the Instagram. I'll be putting stuff up on YouTube. I'm going on my bear hike tomorrow morning. I'm getting up at 4 30 in the morning to to go find bears for everyone in our ludicrous Groundhog Day-esque tradition, where if I see a bear, that bodes good tidings for DK Vine in the community at E3. So, uh, that's the Do you have cicadas in Virginia, Ohio? What does that signify for this E3? So, there are cicadas. What's what's the deal with cicadas? I've been seeing cicadas all over social media, and I don't know what people are talking about. There are cicadas, but it's northern Virginia, and I am hiking in the western mountains of Virginia. So, no, I should, mm. I should evade the cicadas, uh, the the aperoids of the uh, eastern seaboard, I guess. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, I will explain cicadas to you later, Gibbon. Uh, imagine, okay, imagine a West Coast fire, but made of insects. That's what cicadas oh, are. Oh, no, I, I used to live on the West Coast. I know what cicadas are. I just, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about them on social media yeah. and, like, there's people a, eating them and stuff. <laughs> long story short, there's a, like, 17-year cycle in, like, oh, the is it East, time? East okay. Coast yeah. area. Okay. So now there's just, after 17 years of silence, it's just hordes upon hordes of them. <laughs> okay. It's that time again. Gotcha. So I, I I won't see any cicadas, but hopefully I will see uh, hordes and hordes of bears tomorrow. Like a, a whole veritable Saberman stampede of bears coming my way. Oh, uh, don't get my hopes up again. <laughs> I need to make the Saberman stampede thread. Thank you for reminding me. I, I had to mention Saberman stampede once. All right. So before we get into our actual predictions, uh, I, I want to share a little bit of the dreams I had last night. Because I've been, you know, living... E3 the last couple of days, getting everything ready for DK Vine. And I had very vivid dreams last night about three E3 reveals. And if I'm Ooh. prescient, if Ooh. I'm psychic in any way, these could actually come true. So you haven't heard these anywhere else. There are, there are three E3 predictions that I dreamed about last night. One, a ukulele animated movie by Illumination. Now, I don't know if this means they canceled the Mario movie or they're just <laughs> expanding into other properties as well, but I I, re- I remember a very off-model ukulele like posing and smirking uh, on the poster when it was announced. And it was just Illumination presents ukulele. Uh, is he... Are, is, is Yuka also played by Aziz Ansari? <laughs> so, the, so the minions people are making the minions movie yeah oh, no uh, oh god uh, that was my first prediction my second prediction the second 
phase of the dream. We we were sitting in the and I want to say we. I'm not sure who was there. I felt like I had a whole bunch of DK Vine people with me, but I never saw any of your faces. But we were sitting in the <laughs> Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, like it was a normal E3, and they got to the, like the Sea of Thieves fanfare played. And they announced a new ship type in Sea of Thieves, the fourth ship type in Sea of Thieves, Ooh. fifth if you count the rowboats. It's called the Long Boy, and this was a <laughs> ship the size of an aircraft carrier that could accommodate Ooh. 100 plus pirates. They didn't specify the exact number, just 100 plus pirates. And and I remember like everybody was applauding for this, and. and I, I was just like, this was this is going to break the game. There's no way anybody can compete I, with an aircraft it, carrier. It, it it sounds like in order to like accommodate the massive scale that this would require, the entire sea of thieves would have to like be like it revealed in a grand finale to be the long boy. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> zooms back. Yeah. Uh, so that that was my second one. My third one also involved rare and sea of thieves. It, it was where they partnered with an unnamed fast food restaurant. I think it was supposed to be Wendy's, but my dream never clarified for me what it was. Mm. To create this food product, this limited time food product, where they take Sea of Thieves characters' heads and they recreate them as little bacon balls on sticks. And I remember seeing... Yeah, Bram- this sounds like a Wendy's thing. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing... Yeah, Wendy's is super hardcore on the bacon. I remember I seeing Ramsey and Flameheart, among others, distinctively made out of bacon, too. Uh, and they were called Bacon Heads. All one word with a Z on the end. Bacon Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Grey Marrow's beard made of bacon. Oh, so, bacon heart. It gets better. Mm. Uh, there were 32 of them to collect slash consume. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Each bacon heads <laughs> came with an exclusive in-game code to unlock a cosmetic you couldn't get anywhere else. Oh, it would too. And oh. I complained on tw- I remember like Dream Me was complaining on Twitter that you know that I and I was specifically coming from it from the vantage point as a vegetarian. I was saying, "Hey, this is this is unfair to vegetarians or vegans or people with a kosher diet or a halal diet." And so Rare's account then responded to me tweeting a picture of like the entire studio slaughtering a giant pig together Uh, and it was was like the whole studio around this pig i remember i think craig duncan covered in blood and, and the blood was also shooting out of the pig's neck so bacon heads it's my third dream prediction. The hell? And that's why Wispig's <laughs> never reappearing. In so this, game. Just, this just sounds like, like Rare doing a Yesterday and Today album cover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the third consecutive episode with Beatles references, Cameron. Mm, flame yeah. broiled heart. So this is where my subconscious mind is at right now, concocting mm. possible E3 reveals. We're going to scale back and we're going to get serious now. With our actual That's reveals. A lie. But I want to give a real shout, real quick shout out to everyone in the live stream. We got a nice crowd. I see uh, Dre is in there. Big Time Spooky is in there. 
Um, Bleatin' Mad, 1917, Little Green Bastard, G-Mancer, who's complaining that Jeff isn't here because Jeff owes G-Mancer money. Jeff is at his brother's wedding, G-Mancer. Give Ray Day Pinball is in there, just Andre. Uh, I'm just reading names now. Uh, uh, Me... me as do luigi I, I i'm sorry when it's all i can i can read bacon heads is one word it's hard for me when it's uh all compound names in lowercase uh jeffren perez is there uh luigi socks in portuguese ah okay thank you uh, mm. anyway little green bastard yeah. dustin yeah so i'll i'll keep checking in a there's a few stream. separate people by the way yeah yeah, yeah. we're not calling dustin a <laughs> little green bastard <laughs> there are a couple dustins in the community so there might even be a couple dustins in there so anyway hello we'll keep checking in throughout the live stream let's get to our predictions i say as i close my show notes uh <laughs> Kyle is on top. Oh, also, uh, Sean oh. is in the chat. Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. Uh, E3, Sean, takes you back to the old times. Uh, so let's let's get going. Let's get with... Let's start with Platonic, because I feel like this is an easy one. Uh, are we going to get anything from Platonic this year? No, we're not. <laughs> I hope this is the first thing Heil gets wrong. All right, so I don't think we're going to get anything from Platonic because I feel like Platonic would have definitely hinted that it was coming by now. And mm. and we have we haven't gotten anything. Uh their their account as of like 90 minutes ago simply tweeted, pretty sure this was daily getting back on the account, Vendemi Aventi Vendi. And that was their their sole tweet actually almost 2 hours ago now. And so I I replied to it and I said, I knew you'd come through with an E3 2021 announcement. And then Daly said, I didn't want to let you down. So I think Mm. they don't have anything planned to show. I think the pandemic, you know, forced them all to work Mm. from home. I, I don't think they're ready. I think this year was more or less about getting their publishing wing up and running Oh uh, yeah. So I shouldn't take that tweet as confirming a like cafe themed visual novel where you play as Vendi. No, I don't think you should, Cameron. Although I appreciate your enthusiasm. I think SpongeBob, write that down, that, man. That pitch, is, that pitch is free. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we are looking at at nothing from platonic at least as far as e3 goes maybe later in the year you know because e3 is not the you know be all end all of video game news i know a lot of people think it is and it, it is you know gaming insert religious holiday here in june for all of us i i get that but you know there there's 51 other weeks of the year where you have announcements, you have reveals. So I'm not saying write Platonic off for the rest of 2021. I'm just saying E3 wasn't in the cards for them this year. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, I'm still... I think E3 isn't going to be in the cards for a lot a lot more than just Platonic. Yeah, so I, I... and it's, I, I'm it's nothing to doomsay about. I'm still enjoying Impossible Layer. I'm still trying to beat... Uh, the the actual impossible layer without you know any bees and and I just can't do it. 
but I'm trying. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it's fine. We'll 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 keep we'll keep Platonic in our hearts, though, as we go throughout the week. Uh, we'll 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 carry all of their beloved characters with us and and bring them up when we can to you know make them feel like they're part of the festivities at the very least. Um, unless anybody else has any any other things to say about Platonic, I think we can just move on. All right, we'll just move I on. I suppose. All right. So moving forward, I'm I'm gonna table Ubisoft discussion for when we get to Nintendo. Uh, even though chrono- you know, in in the chronology of E3, that's coming first. Uh, let's move to Sunday and Xbox. Now, mm. this is kind of a blank slate for me as far as Rare goes, because you know, honestly, I would be surprised. Bacon heads aside, I would be surprised if <laughs> Sea of Thieves had much of a presence, except in your usual um, montages. Uh, I I would say that, except there was. Somebody said something about specifically called out Sea of Thieves as being at the show and saying they usually have something big to show at these. I, I they may have been talking out of their ass, but uh, Sea of Thieves was specifically called out. So, I mean, here's kind of how I'm feeling about that. I feel like in a normal E3, um, Sea of Thieves would have a like if this was a normal physically at e3 e3 Mm. sea of thieves would have a presence and it would have some form of announcement but it would have reduced showing like physically at the show Mm -hmm. but since that's not a factor this year in the slightest i could still see them having something sort of like um like what happened with the um like the cursed sales um forsaken shores like dual update where it was just a trailer of new content coming. I could see something like that happening. The thing is, you know, the game is moving along at such a steady, reliable clip now, using some sailing terminology. Uh, you know, I don't think there, there is much to bring to E3 when it was still three months old. You know, they did the, the cursed sales for Sacred yeah. Shores uh, I, trailer, but it's been over three years now. And, I, I would crazy. I would say you know absent anything absolutely huge like another massive update similar to the anniversary update or a new region to the game like the Devil's Roar, uh, they they just won't bother. They're still gonna you know incorporate it in there. You know this is Xbox montages. You know because it's an important pillar. But mm. I, I think given the nature of what E3 is this year, Cameron's right. We probably won't hear anything from it. Now that being said. That being said, Rare was awfully quiet on social media today, and I'm just like, oh, it's because you all have to work on Sunday, right? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think it could be also a situation like what what, what we experienced in 2019, where see if these was not in the like proper um, big um, stage show presentation, but there was there was see if these news in the E3 like rollout they just saved like the they announced the the, the master chief um ship figurehead on oh, inside yeah. Xbox so whether or not, I I expect we'll see some form of Sea of Thieves news I just don't know how quote unquote huge and big deal it's going to be yeah yeah true um especially so- with uh, a 
a suspicious thing I've noticed going on in game that I won't go to. Mm, yeah. Right, right. That stuff. You know, they, there there could be hints of it, and it, it might not even be wrapped up in the actual xbox showings it could just be independent you know rares team rare social media team the sea of thieves team they just have this like oh we're going to use this time when everybody's focusing on game news to announce what's coming next in the game mm-hmm. and, and you mm-hmm. know that's fine that's great and i i'm looking forward to it it's also just sea of thieves gets updates all the time so it, it's not really feeling like is it is it worthy of an E3 announcement or is it just business as usual? And that sounds salty or that sounds dismissive and it shouldn't because <laughs> it's worthy of a second week in June announcement. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not even fussed about really rare at these things anymore because I'm getting a living, breathing rare game that I play every week. So it's, yeah. it's not like I'm really <laughs> jonesing for a new game announcement. Um, because you know at least ahead of time because hey i'm content you know uh but anyway that that's sea of thieves i think more people are wondering if everwild will be present at the show in the at all good question Um, i mm, i don't actually think so yeah that's that's so full disclosure i sat down with our good friend Mitchell, Mitchell Wolf, who could not be here on this episode. He'll be joining us live in the studio, whatever that means, uh, on Tuesday for Nintendo's, or for the Nintendo episode. But he couldn't be here, but he did want to give his preview. So Mitchell and I sat down for 30 minutes, and we had a chat. And I will be dropping that into the episode in just a little bit here. But um, Mitchell, I think, concurs that we're not going to see Everwild this year. You, Gibbon, concur that we're not going to see Everwild yeah. this year. Cameron, what do you think? I, geez, I I think as with how I've always felt about Everwild, I do not have my finger on the pulse of that at all. Yeah. Um, and that's I, no disrespect to Everworld, yeah, Everwild. Yeah. I just feel like I, I kind of... I just don't have a good read on it. And mm-hmm. I think, again, with the na- nature of the format of E3 this year, like nobody, even if the game was like, hey, we're at a point where we can do a hands on and like have people sit and figure out what this is, finally, there's, there's not really a, an environment that's facilitating that right now. Yeah, like if, and it, if we and see. Not to mention yep. the development realities that would have been set back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like if we see anything from Everwild, it's just going to be like a third or fourth, whatever number we're up to, semi-cinematic trailer where it's not really clear what's going on and it just looks pretty, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I I could see that. And then I could also see them since it's, you know, this is also a joint production you know bethesda is getting a lot of screen time i could just see them not bothering if there's really nothing more to say Mm. except continuing the vague hype for it so well mm, i don't know i was talking with some folks the other day saying how i was uh excited to see if arcane is going to be showing off anything because i'm a big fan of that studio and they are under the bethesda label and it was pointed out that pretty much everything they have in development 
likely wouldn't be shown off at this show uh, because it's they're they're coming out on like Sony and stuff like Deathloop or Arcane's big title is like a timed PlayStation exclusive because it was far into development before the buyout happened. And I feel like that's going to be the case. Sorry, you can't just say the buyout and, and expect me to like think of another buyout that occurred with I know. Xbox. I'm still salty about the Doctor hey. Who stuff in the 90s too. <laughs> but anyway, um, I feel like a lot of the stuff under the Bethesda banner that was already in development um, was kind of committed to other platforms and wouldn't necessarily be shown at the Xbox thing. And the stuff that wasn't was is stuff like the next Elder Scrolls, which is they they pulled a Metroid Prime 4 and gave us a title logo, and that was it. So if they have anything to show, it's going to be a like, yeah, we're still working on it sort of thing. So I don't, I don't really know how much time Bethesda's going to get at this show, realistically. Okay, so would you think Everwild's going to get any time? You said no, but now you've, you're talking. I, I said no. I don't think Everwild is, is okay. really going to have much, if any, presence there. I just also don't think Bethesda's really going to have much substance. I'm not sure what they'd, they'd show here that's not going to be promoting other platforms as well. Yeah. You know? It's weird they're doing the co-branding then. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where, like, I I feel like it's an all or nothing with Bethesda because, well, not not literally all, because as you said, they there's some things that just would not make sense to show at a Microsoft um, presentation. But of all the studios and, and pu- publishers Microsoft has acquired, Bethesda is like the giant umbrella yeah. company onto itself with... Like I could, I could just say like Wolfenstein, Doom, um, mm-hmm. Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Like if even one of those targets is hit, that's a hefty chunk of your presentation time. That's true. I could see them doing like, hey, what's next for Doom or something? Now that the the first round of Eternal DLC right. is is sort of wrapping up. But at the same time a lot of their big stuff and their big franchises hit like tail end of like 2019 ish. So considering the pandemic, I don't know if they would have gotten far enough along with any like big brand new project. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, the co-branding is weird as you say, because like they're, they're either in between stuff or stuff's about to come out on other platforms. (laughs) So, well, yeah. I don't think we'll see Everwild there. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I would be happy to be wrong because I want to know more about it. But I think, I, and this is going to be something we will go back to again and again. It's going to be a common refrain. The pandemic was a thing last year. Everybody was mm-hmm. working from home. And I think a title like Everwild would really be hurt by it. And so I don't mind waiting a little bit longer to yeah, get yeah, anything more concrete yeah. about it. Uh, Which is honestly true for me of everything I'm anticipating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this E3, I'm really trying to walk in with 
as little expectations as possible, which is kind of hard to do when the entire Donkey Kong corner of your fandom is is running around with their hair on fire. But any uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm already uh, tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting tired of it now. Just w- wait until whatever happens on Tuesday happens. Perfect Dark. Now, this isn't DKU per se, at, at least to our knowledge. It could be like a Battletoads 2020 situation where that particular game becomes DKU. But uh, Perfect mm-hmm. Dark, of course, got revealed last year. Uh, it Just kind of a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Do you, I think Perfect Dark, we have better odds of seeing at E3 in, in some sort of more like playable iteration playable whatever playable means at this e3 but you know what i mean like we'll actually you see mean gameplay. like say seeing actual gameplay footage yes. as opposed to the cinematic trailer mm, from the yeah, game yeah yeah so i i would say perfect dark would be out of like the three known rare ip titles even though this isn't made by rare i i would mm. say perfect dark would be the one i would be most expecting to see i I genuinely don't know what to expect with Perfect Dark because it all depends on, like the, like the trailer we saw at the at the Game Awards was entirely cinematic, but it was very elaborate mm-hmm. for what it was. Like it, it wasn't just like, like a logo drop, um, yeah. and there were like like they didn't show a single bit of gameplay footage, but there were in depth interviews with the devs working on it. Um, there was concept art that surfaced. So I really don't have a good read on what like what they didn't show at the Game Awards. Was that because they weren't quite ready to show anything? Or was it because they were sh- playing everything very close to the chest until they got to this sort of stage? And I, I really don't know whether it's one or the other. And, I mean, I would love to see more of Perfect Dark because I think it's um, maybe the, like xbox studios um game i'm most excited to learn upcoming uh xbox studios game i'm most excited to learn more about mm-hmm. um but um if there's nothing i will accept the reality that times be tough <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should call the new time splitters game is times be tough it's the subtitle no just me okay uh, <laughs> outside the box predictions uh, so like i i have to bring it up don't get mad at me i have to bring it up it, it's it's the conversation people will expect us to at least broach the topic banjo kazooie now l- let me give my thoughts on banjo kazooie really quick and then we can all no, just move on that's your thought uh, no <laughs> No, I I don't. I don't really think it's a possibility. However, had there been no coronavirus and no worldwide shutdown, I would be toying with it a bit more. Yes, I said I would be toying with it a bit more because here's the thing. If, If another studio came forward to Rare and Xbox Studios with pitch, with a pitch that just sung... And, and it just made their hearts a flutter. I I would think it would be the would have been the time to get started on it, given the renewed interest in Banjo and Kazooie thanks to Smash, and because there's this whole like resurgence of certain '90s platforming icons and mascots. 
So even though the current direction of Rare doesn't really have room for Banjo and Kazooie, of course, they're keen to revisit their IPs if they've got a good pitch. And I, I would think, mm-hmm. I would think the stars would have maybe aligned for this E3 had COVID not been a thing for the last 15 months. So uh, that's my weaselly, hey, we could have maybe seen it and we could be talking about this more seriously. Uh, kind of answer to all of this. But no, I don't think we'll see Banjo-Kazooie at this E3. I would love to hear what y- you two have to think, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, Banjo-Kazooie remakes or remasters. I didn't say anything about a remake. A yeah. oh, okay, okay. Time out. Or, time out. or what have you. I, I, I just... It feels like one of those things people have been clamoring about, but I don't really feel like any industry people have been talking about it it seems purely like a a, a fan campaign on twitter sort of thing okay i seeing more i didn't banjo. say any, i didn't say anything about a remake i <laughs> i know okay i'm just i said remakes or remasters or new games or what have you okay okay before I, you immediately tried to cut <laughs> no no banjo uh, redoey and, and from my mm. book this would be a new game and the, you know i i don't know like doing a 3d platformer is tough um, do, doing a 3D platformer without a large enough budget to accommodate it is tough. So mm-hmm. that's that's what's kind of I think holding it back. But I, I you know, hope springs eternal. I think I still think there's really no need for a banjo redoey or whatever the fans yeah. are calling it. I think the XBLA versions, for as antiquated as they look. They're the definitive versions of Banjo and Kazooie as I far as Xbox is concerned. I disagree because they have so many issues. <laughs> I said as far as Xbox is concerned. As far as Microsoft mm, is concerned. Xbox should be concerned. Okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, now that's not to say it's not impossible. Maybe they would gauge interest in a new game by just a fine. We'll do fucking remasters or whatever. We'll do, we'll do a remake, whatever. But I, I feel like this is... I don't. I don't know what the interest is in getting uh, remakes. I, I don't know why that's. I, I think it's just because well, we saw Crash did it, and but uh, it's, as much as I love those the Crash and Spyro remakes and stuff, they've kind of poisoned the well as far as people's expectations for these sorts of things. Sure, and I, I think that for me. I have no interest in a remake of the Donkey Kong Country trilogy or, or any of this because I like the originals. The originals are fine. Uh, and f- all, all remakes are going to do is make me compare them with the originals and find fault. And I, I would much rather just have a new experience that's uniquely that experience rather than revisit well-worn territory. But that's that's my Cameron. What do you think? Um, I really just don't expect it to be the time for it because of COVID. Is, but if it wasn't for COVID, absolutely, we would be knee deep in Banjo Kazooie at this E three. Six games, six <laughs> games. Um, well, I'm not mm. saying that. I just mean specifically for remakes. I kind of, I just don't see the timeline where that happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, it, it's it's a timeline that... where Grunty doesn't get rescued by her sisters, and <laughs> that's that's where it happens. Um, yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. really know. Um, I just feel like it's something we we could see in the future. Um, but I wouldn't like. I think there might have been this renewed um push to um actively do something with the banjo kazooie ip in light of of smash and the the like high profile that had but i don't think it's something we'd see tangible consequences of here and now yeah we, I, I got a great idea for a teaser trailer. If that's all they had, though, imagine, <laughs> imagine Banjo and Kazooie. They're like trying to get through this door, and then they enter, and we see Spiral Mountain in glorious mm. HD, and they go running out towards it, towards a jiggy, and it, and it just says Banjo is back. Could you imagine how excited people would be? I don't know. It seems a bit on the nose to me. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, I, I think none of us really expect Banjo and Kazooie. But, hey, you know, I remember, what was it, E3 2014 uh, that we saw Conker appear in the Project Spark trailer. And it was just like, what? What am I seeing right now? Yeah, fair. So it's not like we haven't been surprised before, just out of nowhere. That's so, true. Oh, yeah. And I would say, like, my... My comments about, like, I don't think anything is happening with Banjo-Kazooie were specifically, like, I don't expect a dedicated Banjo-Kazooie game. I could see them cropping up in something else out of absolutely nowhere, mm-hmm. like with Project Spark. Mario plus True. rabbits, right, right. Um. <laughs> Mario plus rabbits with Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> you know what? I would be totally down for that. Grant Kirkhope comes back. I mean, it, I mean, the stars would align, right? That's I, the perfect way to do it. If, if there is another Mario plus rabbits, I hope they just make the name convention into, like, Long Division. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting all Kingdom Hearts up in here. Mm. Okay, well, at this point, in the episode, we're going to take a brief detour with our good friend Mitchell Wolf for what Ooh. I called the Mitchell Minute, but turned into the Mitchell Half Hour uh, of Power. So, You're getting mm. 30 Mitchell Minutes for the price of one. Yeah, oh, so God. here we go. Hi, and welcome to the Mitchell Minute, <laughs> this impromptu thing we decided to do with our good friend Mitchell Wolf, who is apparently a long-haul trucker, and it's going to going to be on the road all weekend. Uh, hi, Mitchell. Hey, I'm, I'm so excited to uh, take a, a brief break from my long-haul trucking uh, to sit down at a computer with this newfangled internet thing they got growing out here these days and talk to my good friend Heil about our E3 predictions. Yeah, what what are you hauling these days? Is is it internet? Are are you hauling the internet? Are you the, the the tubes that make it work? Yeah, you see I am bringing internet to different people's houses, but the company won't let me have any. Like I have to buy it like everyone else. So yeah. I haven't been on it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just watch out for uh, the the smoky or is it, is it the bandit? I I don't know. I, I I'm not up on my '70s trucker lingo mm. and or Burt Reynolds movies to really make that joke work. Uh, so you're here on this Mitchell minutes to discuss 
your predictions, your E3 predictions, because we've been sharing them in the middle of this episode uh, and, and probably at the beginning and probably near the end. And now we're dropping your predictions in here. What you think we're going to see at this odd E3 2021 that we're all experiencing from home from the discomfort of home. Uh, so what do you think? A lot of people have some crazy notions. And a lot of that, I think, is pent up because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we, we've been sans E3 for uh, two years now. So people, people are just putting everything they could possibly imagine onto this show, uh, which means it's going to disappoint, right? Yeah, it's definitely not fair for all the the people involved in the developer side of things. It's not fair to expect that of them. But at the same time, if you are a company like Nintendo and you flat out skip a year, you don't even put a mini in June of 2020. Yeah. Like, you're going to have that. I can't feel that bad for you if you <laughs> escalate tensions on your own accord so willingly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to temper expectations, obviously. Uh, I, I had a kind of a PR firestorm uh, a couple weeks back when all the, the rumors for the Donkey Kong stuff kind of exploded into the general gaming populace. So right, congratulations I, on all those clicks yeah, I, you must have been getting, though. I, yeah, <laughs> You know, my my exact nightmare scenario happened. So I feel like it's only it's only uphill from here, right? I I can't like it's going to be like a bandage. Like when that Donkey Kong game doesn't get announced on Tuesday, it's just like, all right, all right, that hurt. All right, now now we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to one of my favorite uh, like gaming news podcasts. Uh, the Easy Allies podcast and the the people that I talk about Easy Allies with and the people I talk about DK Vine with are mostly completely separate. Uh, so imagine my surprise when Michael Damiani of the Easy Allies references a rumor coming out of DK Vine's Heil Russell. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Oh, I've got I've got flop sweat now, Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really care about the rumors coming out of me. Allegedly, I, I want to know the rumors coming out of your face. Oh, okay. Uh, so what what do you think? Uh, as far as what the DK Vine audience is interested in, do you think it's going to be a bountiful year, or do you think the the fields need another season for for the for the plant? I can't do farming analogies either. Sure, I'm, I'm terrible sure. at this. Uh, let, let's let's start with rare. Uh, let's right, start with yeah. rare because I think of of the areas that we're going to cover, they are probably going to be the lighter of of them this year, which is fine. You know, the game industry works in ebbs and flows, and this might be a... Which one's the low one of an ebb and a flow? I don't know. I I have no idea. I'm going to pretend it's an ebb. I'm going to say the ebb is the low (laughs) one. This might be an ebb for Rare right now. They did just come out with uh, Battletoads last year, and on the horizon we see Everwild, but I would be surprised actually to see more Everwild right now. I'm I'm going to make what might be a bold prediction and say th- that there's not going to be an Everwild trailer this year at E3. Okay. Um, disappointing. I would love to be proven wrong there. Um, and Sea of Thieves, I imagine it'll be sort of quiet. I mean, there's always the potential for like new ship themes, especially with all the Bethesda stuff. Get a Doom one, get an Elder Scrolls one, get a Fallout one. Um, 
you know, all of the Bethesda Wolfenstein, uh, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite video game franchises, if only because the first five letters are my last name. Um, but I, I don't expect to see anything crazy from either Sea of Thieves or Everwild. And I also don't expect to see a third rare developed game at all this year. Um, yeah, and, like, yeah. I mean, it, w- it would be a fourth rare IP, considering Perfect Dark was announced, although that is hands-off for, with Rare's involvement. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep my my options open as far as what i'm what i'm hoping for because they could surprise us you kind of get a feeling sometimes going into these things right and i i i just feel like considering you know rare has got a pretty steady thing going with sea of thieves they're working on everwild but everybody's been working at home yeah you know every every studio works from home differently They, they they tackled that monumental shift in human culture in a different way. Um, for example, when I was at uh, Vicarious Visions last summer with the Tony Hawk people, I I got the feeling that they, they're they just like so avid about what they were working on. They didn't slow down at all. Um, but if they did, I wouldn't have blamed them at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I have no idea how Rare's culture uh, was going through the quarantine. But um, I'm, I'm just going to give them the, the safe assumption, which is that, uh, you know, they probably maybe slowed down a little bit, which is totally understandable. Um, I, I feel that as we, the general, like, 90s rare fan base get up in age a little bit, the, the weight between games actually feels about the same. It's it just, does. In, in real terms, it's like five times longer than it was at the time. But uh, in in um, just how it feels, to a two-year wait between Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie is maybe going to equal out to about a five-year, six-year wait between Sea of Thieves and Everwild. Uh, maybe. Uh, if they want to be really impressive, they want to show off what they got, then uh, I, I think they, they could show more Everwild. Uh, but Perfect Dark, as you alluded to earlier, I think has a greater chance of being shown this summer i have no idea why i feel that way i just well, they, think they, they, they had a preview of it and it was that's all it was was a preview so i think that would have the most substantial bits yeah. to, to really show off if they want to show it off at this e3 yeah uh i i think so too in terms of other rare ip that other xbox studios could tackle um Everyone, you know, just because it's E3 time, we have to bring it up. Banjo? Answer? No, probably not. Only time will tell. But sure, it has to eventually happen. All things do. Um, that said, I, I really don't think it'll be this year. The problem with Banjo and why I can't just assume that, like, such a smart idea of a game to make right now would be being made right now is because unlike Battletoads, you really can't do a scaled back version of it. You you can't you can't make it a budget game. Not that Battletoads is budgeted in any kind of quality, but it's a small team. It definitely didn't have the amount of resources that went into something like Sea of Thieves or Everwild or the new Perfect Dark, especially, which seems like it's going to be like a pentuple A game with a billion dollar budget. Um, but uh 
Yeah. So no. What you might see here. Here's a left field prediction. Um, I think maybe it's about time for Killer Instinct Four. Yeah, that you know that's been surprisingly absent, considering how big the Killer Instinct revival was. Uh, almost a decade ago, I, I, I don't even remember when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it came out with the uh, the Xbox One launch, which was 2013, right? So eight yeah, years get, ago, getting close. But yeah, I think that's a solid prediction, Mitchell, and I think that it would be one that would be warmly welcomed, considering how well received the uh, last Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct Three, or, or whatever you want right. to define it as. Uh, that, you know, that, that definitely pleased longtime fans and made some new fans. So. You want a much stupider prediction about it? Yeah. So, because there was a Killer Instinct game called Killer Instinct Gold, and this Killer Instinct, if it maintains the same developer, which I, I think it is likely to, um, would be developed by Iron Galaxy. You could call it Killer Instinct Iron, a different metal. That is very stupid. You weren't wrong there. Uh, <laughs> glad one of your predictions came true. <laughs> yeah, of all the predictions, I've been pretty safe so far, but this is the one that's actually going to be right. Everything else I've been wrong about. Um, yeah, Xbox in general, it, it's sort of a it's sort of a boring year to guess for Xbox because I'm, I'm sure there will be surprises. There always are, but the heavy hitters are kind of accounted for right now. The, the show is going to be mostly about Halo Infinite and Starfield. Those are the two big boys of the Xbox presentation this year. I mean, I, obviously we're going to see those. Yeah, but it, I feel like every time people like say, well, it, it, the show is going to be about it. You know, there's always surprises. There's always. Oh, for sure. There, there's always going to be surprises. But also if the thing you were expecting was going to be like a pretty big thing. Like, I think a banjo game really would be a pretty big thing, whereas a Killer Instinct is maybe smaller, and I I don't know. Um, Halo Infinite and Starfield are going to take the lion's share of what Microsoft wants to uh, support right now. Um, Starfield is, you know, Bethesda is trying to prop it up as just as big of a Western RPG as Fallout or Elder Scrolls, except that it's a new IP. And I think that it'll be weird being another space thing with Halo, but sure. Um, the other thing that I think is very likely that we're going to not just get information out of, but a release out of is Psychonauts 2. It's eminent. You can already download it. You can like pre-download it on an Xbox right now. Um, but the release date hasn't been announced. I am uh, predicting that they are going to shadow drop. Psychonauts 2, they're going to say, and we're announcing the release date, it's right now. That's that's what they're going to do with Psychonauts, which is another reason I think you wouldn't do Banjo <laughs> right now, because Psychonauts 2 is, is a very similar um, sort of vibe and fan base, that you, same demographic that you would probably reach, mostly. Um, so... You won't well, see that. I think they're going to shadow drop Banjo-Kazooie. I think we're both wrong. Banjo-Kazooie 1? No, no, the, a new Banjo-Kazooie game. They're going to shadow drop it. Guess what? We've been working on this for seven years. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... Uh, who'd, who'd develop it? 
Um, they license it out to Nintendo EPD, and and everybody has been completely wrong about everything. Speaking of Nintendo, that pretty much rounds out my Xbox predictions, unless <laughs> you have any other questions. I think that sums it up. Nintendo Mitchell, uh, which you might actually be joining us for our Nintendo conversation. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to really pick your brain about what we, what we actually see when it's announced. But right, right. ahead of time, what do you think we'll be picking your brain about? When it's announced. Well, um, there, there's some rumors out there, Heil. I don't know if you've known about this. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, the rumor about a new Donkey Kong game happening. Um, it, it shouldn't be, have to be that surprising that a new Donkey Kong game happening is a big deal. Even okay, though, yeah. like, we- <laughs> can I can I just speak to this really quick? I think it's sure. surprising to a lot of people because the people who traditionally chase Nintendo rumors in the broader gaming sphere, the broader media, the pro- broader fan bases, they don't usually think of Donkey Kong as that big scintillating rumor that really right, drives yeah. clicks and engagements. So. Even though Nintendo's always had something in the works for Donkey Kong going back to 1993, I don't know why it's surprising to people that this could be a thing, but apparently it is, so. Well, I, I think the surprising bit is that they've moved it internally, uh, which is, which is, to be fair, uh, pretty unprecedented in modern times. Mm. Uh, you know, in, in the rare era, we had a studio working on Donkey Kong that was producing very high quality, very popular stuff um, at a at a very fast frequency, and mm. we will never see that again. It's just the reality of the situation. Uh, it's the reality kind of, of modern game development. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. We've had to choose: do you want frequency or do you want like really high quality and, and, and popularity? And the buyout era still had the frequency, and the retro era had the the popularity, but. You know, we're, we're bone dry in terms of releases. So I, I'm just hoping that whatever this is, it A, feels big and B, is, is the start of something new. If not a team entirely developed or, or uh, designated with Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. at least a team who's like one of their main things they do is Donkey Kong because e- even the Mario Kart team will still sometimes make arms, <laughs> uh, which is allowed. You're allowed to make arms, but but a team like that, if it exists, it, uh, especially if the rumors are true and that it's um, a, a splinter of the of EPD eight, which is specifically mm-hmm. the Tokyo office, uh, that would be fantastic. They are probably um, my my favorite team within the epd right now so if epd 8 splits into uh one group that keeps doing the 3d mario and then another that keeps doing the the donkey kong i think that's a pretty high success i think that's that's pretty great for donkey kong it's all well and good mitchell but you haven't answered the question do you think we'll see it at this e3 i do 
You I do. Whoa. I do. Everybody, stop the presses. The rumor <laughs> is coming from Mitchell Wolf, not Heil Russell. Uh, <laughs> Heil Russell's out here trying to put out the fires left and right, saying, no, no, don't expect to see it at E3. Nobody, nobody get their hopes up. Oh, God. But no, you think we'll see it. Uh, would you, would you care to speak to that at all or just drop the mic and walk away now? Yeah, you know, sometimes realists also get to be optimists. Uh, it's not often. <laughs> it's not often these days. But it does, it does seem very likely. Uh, it, it seems like the time for it. N- none of the rumors that have come out have actually related that this E3 is the time for it. Um, so, you know, this wouldn't be based on any rumors, but just it, it feels right. It feels like the right thing right now. Um, we, we, we have a pretty good short list of things that we can probably expect at Nintendo. Uh, like Xbox, I'm not expecting a lot of huge surprises, actually. Um, yeah. I, I mean, other than things that we're already talking about. Because we're, we're talking about a Kirby game. Uh, it's very likely that Kirby's gonna come out, uh, oh, Kirby, from, from Kirby this always has something. Yeah, Kirby. Well, the last Kirby game that was announced was announced four years ago at E3 2017. So it's actually been a little chunk of change. It's it's been some time. Uh, all right, let me let me tell you when the last Donkey Kong game was announced, Mitchell. Yeah, you need to tell me that. I've been here the whole time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, uh, the the F Zero fans are over here scowling at me for making that statement. It's like, oh yeah, you want you want to yeah. play that game? buddy all right oh yeah when there's a diehard f-zero fan of the room no one can say any words you just have to <laughs> let them talk about their and struggles then meanwhile the earthbound fans are are standing next to them i'd <laughs> say f-zero technically is doing better than earthbound yeah earthbound has been unreleased <laughs> from yeah. like they put it on the wii u virtual console and then they put super nintendo games on the switch and they were like not earthbound though let's let's undo that one that's what i'm saying as much as i can play the uh oh woes me game as a donkey kong fan i know we've got a pretty good all things considered <laughs> yeah so i'm uh, the kirby game people are saying that one's 3d that one's a 3d platformer um mm. Ze- the Ze- uh, I've been saying Zelda 2, which I think is just a fun thing that I get to do to confuse people who don't know what I'm talking about. But Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. They're actually going to is- call it Killer Instinct, Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I- I've been thinking of a bunch of fun names, subtitles for Breath of the Wild 2, because I'm, I'm sure they're not going to call it that. Um, and it just uh, The Legend of Zelda... A Goron is angry is my current front runner for what they should call it. Uh-huh. And it, it should be about a Goron being mad. Uh, but that's going to be the front runner. The, 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 that's like, that's definitely the most anticipated game that Nintendo's got going on right now. The question is whether or not it's 2021 or 2022. Because if it's 2021, it's the holiday title. And if it's the holiday sure. title, then Donkey Kong doesn't need to be right now. No. And it can be next year instead. Um, I I think these two games, the Donkey Kong game, the Zelda game, they could go back and forth. One of them, I could believe either of them are the November holiday title. 
And then the other one comes out in like March of 2022. Well, Pokemon's in November, so I feel like this would be October or or December. Pokemon can come out at the same time. Pokemon actually frequently comes out at the same time as Nintendo's other stuff. The thing with Pokemon is that this year is probably the least of of the the holiday Pokemon titles that have come out for the last, you know, very long time. This might be one of the the weakest fighters in terms of the release schedule. Um just the it's a remake of generation 4 of Pokemon which was already it definitely has its diehard fans our our forum moderator um Ape Andrew is is a diehard Gen 4 Diamond and Pearl Pokemon fan. Um but I think in general it's not it's not seen as like one of the, the big ones. And I don't think that these Pokemon remakes are going to be that big of a deal. Um I mean they're gonna make millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. They will they will be millionaire uh unit sales. They'll probably even reach ten million units combined because that's just what Pokemon does. But it's not Sword and Shield. It's not the new Pokemon generation. It's not even Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee because that one was a, a special Gen 1 thing again. This is just going to be one of them. Um, and it, it will not be the November game, even though it is in November. Yeah, I feel like at this point, Pokemon is really... I mean, it's Nintendo, but it's also its own pop culture monster. Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's not really... It's part of it, but it's not really part of it. Yeah, when it when it has a new generation, that's a full new step, like Sword and Shield was, or like Sun and Moon before it on the 3DS. Then it can be part of this larger conversation. Um, and yeah. if it's a different sort of gameplay style, which uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is, that looks like a full 3D adventure game. Then we can talk about that too, because that's coming out in February and that looks like a major tentpole release. So I would imagine that they wouldn't want to put Breath of the Wild 2, which looks like a very similar gameplay sort of thing, very close to that. So I'm tentatively saying that my prediction is Breath of the Wild 2 actually is the holiday title this year. If the Donkey Kong thing exists and it's announced at this E3, it would be a March of 2022 title that's my specific bullshit no reason for having the opinion (laughs) prediction no you you heard you heard mitchell start calling gamestop now (laughs) uh yeah what about splatoon 3 because that's the other big nintendo title that people i guess metroid prime 4 they're all they're all sort of in different situations i think bayonetta 3 is another one that's sort of in that camp that we've we've been hearing about for a while and it could be now no More Heroes 3 is finally coming uh, this August, so it's finally a little bit out of the way compared to those other ones. In the case of Splatoon 3, I, I could imagine this being the kind of game that they announce, and then the next big Nintendo Direct, it actually doesn't show up at all, um, because it's still not time mm-hmm. to talk about it. Splatoon 3 did itself a favor by, even though it was announced in January of this year, it said not even this year. It told it yeah. told us as soon as we found out it's 2022. Um, so I think that we could just not see it, and that would be fine. I'm th- I'm actually th- yeah thinking we won't see it. I feel like that is the smart take, and I I don't know. I feel like people are just limited in how 
crazy they're willing to get with their predictions. So they know Splatoon 3 is a thing. And so yeah. they're just banking on seeing more about Splatoon 3. It, it's like they feel like Nintendo can't multitask or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I, I completely agree with that. I think it's too early. I think it's unnecessary to see anything about Splatoon 3 at this E3. I think that the thing about Splatoon 3 as well is that um, both Splatoon 1 and 2, and I know this is a pattern of 2, which is not a strong pattern, but Splatoon 1 and 2 have been summer titles, and the series mm-hmm. is so like intertwined with feelings of summer for me that I have a hard time believing that it'll even be early next year. I think it'll be summer next year, mid-2022. So we really do have some time before that game comes out. We don't need to be on the E3 bandwagon, although this would clearly not be the first time that Nintendo talks about something at E3 way too early. So uh, it, it's possible. I, I think it's very possible. My current take is that Splatoon 3 is skipping this E3 cycle. Prime 4, I don't think it's even a game yet. I <laughs> If we can be real about Wait, still? it, I don't still? even think it's a video game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, wow. I mean, I bet okay. they're making progress, but like, I don't think it's ready to show. Uh, still. Yeah, wow. Because when did they announce that Retro was taking it over? That that was it. Actually, two a couple years weeks ago? ago, a couple weeks ago, someone on Twitter posted it's been exactly the same amount of time. From between when Prime 4 was first announced to when it was announced that they're changing to retro um, as the time when they're changing to retro to then. So, ow, yeah, they, they've had a long time. I just I just don't think it's time. That said, the, the, there are her, uh, other rumors that there's a 2D Metroid game in the works by the people that made that 3DS 2D Metroid game. And um mm-hmm. I, I actually think we're very likely to see that. I think it'll be a guy in front of a screen saying, we know you're excited for Prime 4. That said, we don't really want to do that right now. So please take a look at Metroid Mercury Steam did it. Uh, so <laughs> then they'll show they'll show us that. And it, that'll probably be great, actually. Um, but it, it won't be Prime 4. And it'll be viewed probably as a smaller at least in terms of the scope of how exciting the announcement is, a smaller announcement. I think I'm, I'm looking at, at like who I think is really, which games are really going to like grab the spotlight. Obviously Zelda. And I think Donkey Kong, I think those are the two highest. And then a lot of like really high end, um, not filler content by any stretch, but like, other like great supporters uh bayonetta 3 maybe the kirby game maybe the 2d metroid game maybe the uh uh, no more heroes is coming out soon shin megami tensei 5 that was another 2017 announcement that's just still not materialized but we think that maybe now is the time um oh and and here's this other one my 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 last nintendo prediction that i i have is Mario plus Rabbids 2. I think it's time for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody is predicting that. Is that true? I, I, I haven't really looked around on that. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I've been hiding away for the past couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, that, that sounds 
like a very Mitchell Wolf prediction because I think you would be the because first I like person. That game. To pre- <laughs> no, but yeah, because you're all you're <laughs> thinking outside the box and you're looking at historical patterns versus just this bubble of well, this is what Nintendo's going to show because this is what Nintendo has shown or promised to show, or this is what I want Nintendo to show. I think, yeah, there's always surprises in there. There's always outside-the-box things, like the first Mario Plus Rabbits, where you're like, what? What is this? Uh, So... Yeah, absolutely. There's there's room for a sequel, and I think the first one was well received and did well enough uh, that why wouldn't Ubisoft, you know, pursue a sequel? Yeah, I'm I'm seeing a lot of internet people um, like talk about these games that are happening in a really weird way. To at least it's weird to me because it it feels like we are not understanding the fact that time really is moving much much faster for us older folk. Uh, because ga- games like the 3D Mario game that's going to be whatever, whenever it happens, it's the successor to Mario Odyssey. It mm-hmm. feels, it in my heart, it feels too early for it. Yeah. But it has been four years since Odyssey. So it isn't. Like that's that's actually pretty long for a mainline Mario game. Um. Not that I'm actually predicting that, but like Mario and Rabbids was four years ago. If the if Zelda 2 comes out in March instead of November, like I'm predicting, it will be the fifth anniversary of Breath of the Wild 1. That's five years. And the, these things feel very recent, but they're not. And and you got to think of the de- uh, the development cycle minus one year for global accidents um, but <laughs> yeah, you got to think about the development cycle in that way. Worldwide oopsies. Yeah. Oops, all Coronas. We'll see how well your predictions fare uh, when you get back from your, uh, your trucking and we'll, we'll all have a good laugh about how right you were about absolutely everything on Tuesday. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'll leave you with one general prediction for, some sometime during the uh the E3 cycle from the beginning to the end of it. I don't know when, maybe it's in the treehouse, maybe it's not even in a presentation at all. Um Wario will fart. Alright, well we'll see Mitchell again on Tuesday, that scamp. Uh so let's just do it. Let's let's get through the pain, uh Gibbon, of talking about Donkey Kong. <laughs> Uh, because this this is what people are tuning in for, let's be honest. The Donkey Kong rumors, and it's just inescapable. It is all-consuming. The last time it, it was this bad was... I, I mean, I don't even remember. I guess Donkey Kong Country Returns back in 2010... And even that was just a couple of days before E3 where the rumors really kicked in. This has been a month solid of the general gaming world talking about Donkey Kong. We've lived with these rumors for a lot longer, but they were just low-key back then. Now they're everywhere and inescapable. So 
Let, let's talk I, about. I mean, there there are several rumors now. In fact, and I don't. Yeah, actually, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I I can only speak personally to this first one, the one that we have been tipped off about for a long yeah, time now. That's that's the only one I really have much personal yeah. knowledge about. We we yeah. will address this other rumor that's going around, but I can't put any stock into it because I haven't been told anything about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong EPD, uh, the, the Donkey Kong game being made internally, Nintendo EPD by uh, a Nintendo EPD team or a new Nintendo EPD team. We're not really sure. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been been leaked to DK Vine and other places for a while now, and now everybody's talking about it. What are the chances we see it at this E3? Mitchell just said he thinks we will. Mitchell's going all in. Uh, me, personally, I'm, I'm going to be a lot more wishy-washy here. I think it's a 50-50 chance right down the middle. And <laughs> is that me yeah. trying to cover my ass? Maybe, but I no, it's more me just trying to keep people's expectations in check because th- there's one thing that's really stressing me out about this, and it was stressing me about it when the news broke, is that I'm already seeing this sense of fatalism setting in uh, in the community that if we don't yeah. see it at E3, it's not real. It was never real. It was all hoax. And then I see some other goalposts like July being the point of no return because July is Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary, his birthday. And if we don't see it announced in July, it just couldn't possibly be happening. Uh, because It's like the Banjo-Kazooie 20th anniversary stuff where we, we tend to think – and Nintendo really ruined people's perceptions. Like the Crash uh, Insane trilogy really ruined people's perceptions about how things are supposed to be. Nintendo, with their stupid Mario anniversaries and their stupid <laughs> Year of Luigi, they just completely broke the fandom's brain. Now, he, I, I say that, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen where Nintendo won't acknowledge Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary, but they will mm-hmm. because they have a new game in the works, and they're like, this is good timing for marketing. The same yeah. thing they did with the Year of Luigi, where it was just, we have a bunch of Luigi games happening coincidentally yeah, at once let's basically let's lean in on that and make it a marketing thing so it's silly to have these goalposts i believe the game is happening 100 uh, yeah. i have no reason to disbelieve my sources everything i have been told by dave throat has been true or verified later on so i i don't really see why this would be an outlier um I, I know there's always going to be naysayers, and I know people are they, – they expect the instant gratification, or they just go – they veer completely in a different direction to, I guess, I think, protect their own emotions about it. Like, oh, if it's not happening at E3, then I don't want to believe in it at all because I'm just going to be disappointed with every Nintendo Direct. That's- that's not protecting mm. your emotions. That's disallowing <laughs> yourself to have good emotions because you're just filling yourself with bad emotions instead. There, are, I, I have seen a strain of cynicism and dourness in in our community that I haven't seen since the buyout those, era. Those aren't strong enough words. It's just abject nihilism. <laughs> okay, but I haven't seen this nihilism in our community for a good solid eleven years. 
Um, Somehow and- nihilism has returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. Uh, and I don't want our, us to go down that route. So I like, I think there's a good chance we'll see it at E3. I'm not going to lie. When I say 50, 50, I might be underselling it, but I, I know Nintendo, we've all been let down by Nintendo E3s in the past. So I don't want, nah, I've always been, pleasantly it's, surprised by nintendo e3s because i don't go in with expectations i i'm from the perspective like it's kind of hard for me to be disappointed if we don't see a game that we kind of know exists yeah at this presentation okay. like it's not like if we don't see a donkey kong game i don't know when it'll be before we see another one it's like no we would just no one's coming eventually okay but cameron and gibbon <laughs> we are i don't want to say we're in a privileged position but, no, we're absolutely in a privileged position. I mean, I mean, as far as, as greater societal factors, yes. But I mean, as far as Donkey Kong stuff goes, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I'd, I'd argue we we are still in a privileged position. Like we we know people. We literally have privileged information <laughs> we, we just do. because we've elected to share it. We do, and we have elected to share it, and that's this is where we've stepped in it because. <laughs> Now, people are taking our privileged information and, and building little fiefdoms on it, and I, mm. I don't know how strong those foundations are as far oh, as the timing It's been goes. crazy watching information get extrapolated out, yeah. like, just just off of stuff you said in that, in that conversation episode you did. I tried to parse where, my words so Where hard. you were so, you were trying so hard to be like, please, please temper your expectations. And everyone's going, look, he said the thing. This, this <laughs> thing is, like, we don't know for certain that this thing will be one thing or the other. It will be this one thing <laughs> and the other. We're getting both. <laughs> well, People now we're, we're already getting into, we're getting, we're getting like multiple Donkey Kong game territory. Give it like, this is already, oh, no, you I see, mean, according to people, this, some of they this can't. Stuff, mm. Sorry, I'll, do I'll we, like go. Yeah, do we to to bridge into the next rumor a little bit? People people seem to have a really hard time with the concept that multiple games from an yeah. IP might be in the yeah. works at the same time, unless it's Mario. They don't have any problems with believing that Mario is getting like yeah, everything we, at the same time. But there there is a rumor that has popped up that a different Donkey Kong game is in development. And I just immediately saw everywhere going, oh, this is the new Donkey Kong game people were talking about. Fuck, yeah, we might as well go point, kill myself. We've reached <laughs> the point that a dubious rumor has grown to kill the original, like, substantiated rumor. <laughs> yeah. So and they're not even compatible rumors. I'm going to circle oh, back to Donkey on. Kong EP. Yeah. We're not done talking about that. Yeah. But, but let's let's go ahead and address this. Uh, so, according to a random Reddit post, and th- this is this is where like we okay, all know how reliable that is. This, this, this is what kind of chaps my ass. Like I've, I've we've got sources here at DK, but we can't share our sources because then we would burn those sources, and they would no longer be sources, nor would they have jobs. But we we all have sources, plural, and and now just like. And maybe maybe anonymous Reddit poster has a source too. I'm not discounting that, but it's like knowing being on the inside of this rumor bubble and seeing like stuff on the outside. I'm just like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> just, it's, uh, <sighs> it, it's hard. It's it's hard being a Donkey Kong journalist. Let me tell you. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and as Kevin said, we're seeing the same sort of like creep of assumed information with this rumor. Yeah, like like the it seems like it starts with a very vague premise and then dovetails into the very specific. This is the one Donkey Kong game that exists. All right, so so the Reddit <laughs> rumor, which is what we'll refer to it. I'm not going to read this verbatim. I'm just going to give the, the bullet points. Um, this is a game being developed by Bandai Namco. Uh, remember Namco? Uh, using the... Yeah, they put out Dark Souls. Uh, okay. But they were using uh, the DK Bongos or the new patent for Bongos for the Switch that was filed a couple years back. Do you remember that story when, when Nintendo do. filed a patent for essentially DK I, Bongos? And... Yeah. We were all like, well, that's that's weird. But we weren't, like, pulling out our hair either. We were like, that's curious. And a lot of times Nintendo files patents just to shore things up. Like, oh, we might want to use the bongos at some point on the Switch. We better file this patent. It's It could just be housekeeping. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to portend that, you know, in a new game. It doesn't have to be, oh, they're absolutely doing Donkey Kong 4. Yeah. It, it's just... And- and in, in Nintendo's position, it's understandable because they've been met with so many patent trolls over, mm. like, the components in their controllers. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, this new uh, DK Bongo securing patent was, like, in conjunction with a sort of blanket and whatever peripherals we might want to attach to Joy-Cons yeah. sort of blitz. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think we all walked away from it thinking it was just housekeeping. But yeah, now this has mm-hmm. resurfaced because, of course, it has. Uh, and if this is just a hoax, if this is just somebody trying to troll, bravo on them for using history and not just inventing <laughs> stuff wholesale. But the rumor is that this would be a crossover with uh what taiko what is it taiko no taiko no tatsujin Tatsujin. Uh, more commonly used to be referred to in the west as taiko drum master okay uh it it would be a game essentially donkey kong x taiko no tatsujin colon jungle jams yeah Uh, with Basically, it sounds like a hybrid between Donkey Konga and Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Uh, platforming segments and boss battles. And that's, of course, got... I, I, mm-hmm. I, I am proud of the DK Vine forum for keeping their shit together and not immediately descending into 2004 anarchy. I am proud of all of you for for <laughs> not descending to this barbaric state where we're clubbing each other with our dusty old bongos. I think <laughs> that if, if, okay, so this is an effective rumor though, because this sounds exactly like the sort of thing Nintendo would announce. Like th- this is the kind of out of yeah. left field. Oh, yeah. If it, without the context of what we know, this would be very believable to me. And, yeah, I don't even want to discount it. I don't even because, necessarily like, think it's not believable. I think yeah. the things people assume about it are like, not believable. Taiko Nantatsujin has put out a bunch of Switch games. They they put out that two-pack with two of their uh, JRPG rhythm game hybrids. 
a while back, which are adventure games within that that format. Um, and they've even done some crossover stuff. You can play as an inkling in the Switch Taiko no Tatsujin main game. Yeah. So, yeah, very believable. It, it is believable, um, and it's it's kind of the thing that Nintendo would announce where nobody was asking for it, nobody was hoping for it. But, of course, it's a, it's a game that gets announced. And, th- of course, f- from outside the bubble, outside the bubble of privilege, People are, are taking this to mean there is no Donkey Kong EPD. There is no Donkey Kong platformer or adventure game in the works. Yeah. He's, he's be going back to bongos yeah. and uh, all, all is ruined. Everyone knows yeah. there can only be one Donkey Kong game in development yeah. at a time. That's, that's the part of this I reject outhand because it's not like like Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle didn't stop Mario games from getting oh, made. Oh, but Mario's Well, Mario's the have, exception. Yeah, Mario's yeah. allowed to have... Mario and Zelda are allowed to have multiple titles at once. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong only can yeah. have one. <laughs> just just imagine. No, no, we're already doing Cadence of Hyrule. Breath of the Wild 2's gotta come off the table. <laughs> I'm done with that. Cadence was pretty racking. So... Oh, yeah. No, no shade on Cadence, just that's the mm. absurdity of like one is clearly a spin-off mm-hmm. that it is another studio handling the property. Yeah. Actually Cadence of Hyrule lends some credence to that as well because there was a report that in the wake of that Nintendo was looking into maybe doing some other rhythm game collaborations with people. So yeah, there again. And and please do, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to reiterate that we DK Vine's inner inner circle have not heard anything about this until this Reddit yeah, popped up. We've heard as much as you have. <laughs> so we're not discounting it. We just haven't heard anything about it. And we also have the privilege of having information that says, well, we know this is in the works over here. So if this game is real, it's in conjunction with it. And then, yeah, then yeah. you got the thing where I was talking about earlier. Well, hey, we've got multiple Donkey Kong games in the works. Let's do Donkey Kong's 40th anniversary right. And then it, it even begs the question, are they even going to reveal anything at this E3? Or is it going to be in July? Are they going to time it for the 40th? I don't think that would necessarily yeah. be the case. But if we don't see anything on Tuesday or or before, then... Uh, I guess it would just be Tuesday. Yeah, because yeah. here's the thing. Bandai, Bandai Namco has a presentation later Tuesday after Nintendo's. Mm-hmm. So, and they're almost certainly going to be talking about, like, Elden Ring. <laughs> so They are. It's it's on the E3's media site right now. They are advertising. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I followed them after this rumor. I was like, well, just, uh, just uh, you know cover my bases and that's what they're advertising as far as like what mm-hmm. they're showing off but it, it's it's possible i just we don't know anything about it we do know uh donkey kong being developed internally at nintendo is a thing uh so this would have to be in conjunction with that my biggest fear the the doomsday scenario for the community is uh, not if no Donkey Kong games get announced, but if they decide to wait to announce Donkey Kong EPD and they announce this 
instead. And then that is the fire that we will not be able to put out. That is. Yeah, I'm just going to claim the forums finally broke. And sorry, <laughs> yeah. nobody can sorry, post. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so let me address the doomsday situation. If this happens, I want people to be prepared if this crazy scenario happens, which I don't think it will, because I think Nintendo is going to be tactical about it. They, they know, like, they don't want to derail any potential hype that's already out there. If that does happen, be okay with it because we have something better coming. That's dismissive of this game, but we have something more in line with what you would want as a mainline Donkey Kong console game. Yeah, the really wild thing about this is that this the description of this game, like as, as like kind of credible as the idea sounds, sounds like like. Like, if you had to make up a game to piss off, like, the community on DK Vine circa <laughs> 2005, this is absolutely yeah. everything you yeah. would do. But, like, seeing it all laid out with this, I would really dig this, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, this sounds like a really rocking game. Here, here's, I, okay. think, I think if Taiko no Donkey Kong gets announced... They absolutely also announce Donkey Kong EPD formally at the same time. So Cameron, like a, Cameron and like I... Like a Returns scenario. Yeah, exactly. Cameron and I just did a conversation a few weeks back about E3 2001. Like, all, multiple Donkey Kong games and Donkey Kong Universe games, the same E3. Magical, right? We, we brought up, briefly, E3 2004, which was another situation like that, but one that wasn't as warmly received... Just because the main Donkey Kong game, the main thing, was a thing that didn't have any fan service. It was Jungle Beat, right? Mm-hmm. And and King of Swing had all the fan service, but it was just like, eh. this would be kind of uh, flipping the situation a little bit. The main thing would be the thing we all kind of want, if what the rumors say are true. So this would be kind of a do-over of E3 2004, just done properly now at least as far as dk vine is concerned uh, as as the one uh jungle beat defender on the internet hey fuck you hey i i defend <laughs> jungle beat too it just took me a long I mean, winding I, path to get there I, i'm biting my tongue to say anything about how people reacted <laughs> to dk king of swing <laughs> i was positive from the star cameron i can't speak to editorial interference <laughs> from my vision but that mm. that was that was my take it was dk's king of swing i'm all right with it it looks pretty sweet i also defended coconut cracker so you know what i i don't want to hear it i'm still kind of salty we never got coconut crackers oh uh, it's mr <laughs> pants is better given but i defended <laughs> coconut salty. no i specifically i liked the the isometric pre-rendered stuff they had going on there i know why they changed it i'm just a little disappointed with the final art direction of the game (laughs) purposely shit art direction i wasn't gonna say it Uh, (laughs) so uh, yeah dkepd i mean that that's what everybody is looking for other rumors we didn't even mention the amoeba like there's like a supposedly this rumor states that this game would have a certain mode locked behind amiibo so it's not not only like preying on donkey kong fandom's fears but also trying to piss off the people who are pissed off about the the situation with the zelda amiibo that part does feel like indulgence in let's make something up to piss people off yeah yeah, so I personally don't think the Zelda Amiibo thing's that big of a deal. 
if you were complaining about, say, the fusion suit in Samus Returns being locked to Amiibo, yes, that's completely justified. The Zelda things, man. It, it, yeah, it just seems like it's it's they know what they're doing. Sort of like the Kevin Callahan rumor knew what it was doing mm. with like, yeah. except in that in Kevin Callahan's case, it was hitting all the things the Phantom wanted to hear and really revving people up. So Mario Plus Rabbids do the math, <laughs> man. We we really. E3 rumors for the DK community either go all in or on the the tier of Chunky Kong's going to be an assist trophy. Remember like, how excited we were about Chunky Kong maybe oh being God. an assist trophy? Yep. It, it's the most I think I've ever believed in something that in hindsight was <laughs> extremely easy to make up. <laughs> because nobody in their right mind would create a Chunky Kong hoax, Cameron. That was our thinking. It was like, this is airtight. <laughs> Like, and multiple people are corroborating this, so, it, like, unconnected to each other, so it's yeah, weird. Yeah, multiple we people corroborated Star Fox Grand Prix, so... <laughs> True, and I always thought that one was bunk. I've seen that been brought up on the forum as a, like, no, we can't... I know DK Vine says this is coming, but we can't trust leaks. Remember Star Fox Grand Prix? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no... <laughs> I wish we could really get into everything we know. Like I, I, I know I've said I, I, I've said everything mm. about the game that I know. But as like why we know everything, it there, there's always more to the story and why we're so sure. It's just mm-hmm. this is not Star Fox Grand Prix. People. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now let's go all in. Fuckers, let's go all in and say three Donkey Kong games are going to be announced. We're going to get our year <laughs> of Luigi. Uh, we're going to get Donkey Kong RPG mm. by, by Camelot. They're, they're not going to do a Golden Sun after uh, after Mario Golf Super Rush. They're going to do Donkey Kong RPG. Mm, but is it a pure RPG or is it Donkey Kong Hockey with an RPG single player? Mode? I would be happy with either one, quite honestly. That's fair. Yeah, same. That would be a good place for the Snowmads to be slotted into the franchise Ooh, going forward. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't just pull that out of my ass. DK has a hockey game on Game & Watch. So there's precedent. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're uh, here, Gibbon, because I did want to ask <laughs> you, with the 40th anniversary around the corner, something cheap they could do. When I say cheap, I mean budget-wise. <laughs> would be some sort of arcade revival. Now, this has never really piqued DK Vine's interest, but uh, do you think we'll see anything at all from that realm of, of the Donkey uh, series? So, you know, normally I would say probably not, and if they hadn't already cleared up the rights and done the arcade archives of Donkey Kong, now would be a good time to release it. But... With the recent trend of doing stuff like Super Bomberman R Online or Pac-Man 99 or Tetris 99 or Mario 35, I could see mm. something along those lines. I could see a, a Donkey Kong 99 or or uh, Donkey Kong 75 or labeled, you know, appropriately off of one of the levels. Um, something like that. I could totally see happening, actually. Yeah, I I could too. Now I think we we if we do get some sort of Donkey Kong anniversary direct later this year that ties in the theme park and everything, I could see that being a good like way to pad that out. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that's again, it makes me sound dismissive of the arcade 
era, and I'm not trying to be this, <laughs> but you know, that would be no. a budgetary oh. title they could just mm. throw in and be like, okay. Uh, so I don't, I wouldn't necessarily think an E3 announcement if we get a glut of DK stuff um, that that's timed advantageously. Then yeah, maybe. <laughs> but um, let's let's go back to Donkey Kong EPD before we move on to some other areas of the DKU and Nintendo. Do you think the game will be announced on Tuesday? I, I want both of your honest opinions, mm-hmm. and you know, I I I know I'm being measured, and it. I I just feel like I want to get a head count of what where everybody thinks we're at going in, so we know if it's okay to be a little excited or to just dismiss it outright. Because Mitchell Honestly, got me excited. Mitchell got me excited. Like, mm, so. So they specifically said they will only be talking about software that is releasing in 2021. They said mostly so, 2021. They left mm, a little wiggle room. So, so yeah, I don't know. Unless it's like almost done and it's coming out within the next three months. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they could. I really just, I have no idea what Nintendo is going to talk about at this thing. Honestly, breath of the I wild just, too. I don't know. No, I don't even think because they, they did that mostly 2021 thing. So I think that was specifically hedging against stuff like, Breath of the Wild 2 or Splatoon 3, stuff that's not coming yet or isn't ready to show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be like, what, 40, 45 minutes long? Yeah. Which, they could go over a million sound. things or they could go over one thing. 40 to 45 just, minutes long doesn't like, sound long. But, you know, you could you could pack a lot in there. But then if they just go... I remember E3 2015 when they had absolutely nothing to show except Star Fox Zero. Like they they had like mini documentaries after announcing the game, and like Miyamoto took this wistful walk through like the park, and he was mm-hmm. like, "This tree really makes me think." And and it's just like, what? You're wasting time. We could get to Diddy Kong Racing Wii U by now. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, I, just know. like and and as we we've brought up multiple times already this episode, the pandemic happened. Yes, yes. <laughs> so like just. Yeah, I don't know. Everything is an unknown because the pandemic happened. And as I brought up the other week, you know, Japan hasn't really gotten it under the same level of control. I say I use control loosely that some other countries have. And yeah, Japan's just really not doing well with that. Like Kojima was on one of the uh, announcement shows yesterday and he mentioned that he hasn't been vaccinated yet. Yeah. (laughs) So like if slugs like us Kojima, you keep like accidentally predicting these global disasters he talked about that actually he's like i didn't expect it to like happen so quickly so i think i think i write a self-insert that just ends up totally fine Mm -hmm. yeah he he talked a lot about how he needs to rethink his approach to his next game yeah if if, if, (laughs) and it's like please use your gift of prophecy for good if slugs like us can be vaccinated but worldwide treasures like kojima isn't then we've got a problem we've got a problem mm. folks but yeah i i do think we'll likely see a smash announcement oh absolutely, Nintendo, absolutely. But, but you're you're dodging the that's really question. the only that's that's the free space on the bingo card like 
Yeah, I don't know. They, I, I think I'm in the same position as you, where it's like fifty-fifty. They could, they could not. Yeah. It depends on how far along they are, how much they were able to work around the pandemic so, conditions. So basically, like, like you can hear it coming this year. We just don't know how far away it is because we're in this open space yeah. and sound yeah. carries really far. I, Mm-hmm. I am sitting 50-50, I think, also, and I know that's a disappointing <laughs> fence to sit on. Um, I will say a very selfish um, thing that I've been thinking uh, about um, in the back of my head. It, if, a, if a new Donkey Kong game gets announced this year, we find out it's coming at by the end of this year. Part of me will be a little bit disappointed that we found like just a smidge in the back of my mind, a little bit disappointed that we learned about this big game announcement in a year where there's no physical E3, because you just know that there would have been some like elaborate, Mm. crazy, like physical Donkey Kong. Uh, Yeah. Like display on Nintendo show floor at E3. I would feel worse about that Cameron. If we didn't have a big physical Donkey Kong display coming to universal theme parks around the world. So, Mm. I mean, I I take your point and you're absolutely right, but it's, it's not like we won't get to walk around the Congo jungle within the decade. So fair, very fair. Yeah. Uh, Gibbon mentioned Smash Brothers, so I feel like this this is the next part of the yeah. discussion to get Speaking to. Speaking of segues, yeah. So I'm I'm a good podcaster. What can I say? I, I know how to keep things moving when I want to. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, we're, we're winding down the second fighters ballot or ballot mm-hmm. fighters ballot fuck fighters pass. So <laughs> I was thinking about what K rule smells like, and my brain was just going back. Uh, Imagine if they announce a second fighter's ballot. A third. Oh, oh, second fighter's ballot. Yeah. What? Yeah. That. Oh, God, that would just. It never ends. <laughs> Poor Sakurai. He's talking about retirement. And I was like, nope, back to work. Um, yeah, that that was a, like, I think a mis, mis, uh, misinterpretation of what he said, by the way. I think he was talking about retiring his like column in Famitsu oh. and it got. Well, it got spun out of I control. I feel like Sakurai is always being spun as like being on death's door. Like <laughs> the physical. He literally torture. showed up on an IV in one of the presentations. <laughs> if he announced he was retiring, I would think, yeah, you you deserve it. Like just, just you're good, mm. man. You just. It, yeah, you've given, well you given so you much. Please it. just take a break. After after, <laughs> yeah. after Smash Ultimate, he deserves to be put out the pasture. You know, the nice rolling oh. field. No, that's a good that's, thing. A that, nice farm upstate. That's a good. No, oh. no, a real pasture, <laughs> rice rolling meadows. I, that's a good thing. Uh, so, got what two more slots left on on this uh, mm-hmm. fighters pass? Yeah. So let me just be the bearer of bad news right now. I don't think Dixie Kong will be on this uh, in this in this uh, last two uh, like Super Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary didn't procure us any new Mario characters in the DLC, so I I don't think e- even if we have a storm of Donkey Kong coming our way that Dixie would have been selected by Nintendo to be put in this game. I. 
I would say this, and it's not to disparage Dixie in the slightest. I think she's like maybe in my top three Donkey Kong Universe characters. Mm-hmm. So I understand the full weight of what I'm saying. Dixie Kong is not an E3 caliber caliber reveal. Yeah. Mm. Should be a Donkey Kong Direct caliber reveal, but that's just me being completely fanciful. Yeah, but like... I don't necessarily know if the remaining fighters have to be E3 caliber reveals. Like, like I think there's a good chance they even announce both of the remaining two at E3. The, and that's the E3 caliber reveal. We know both of the remaining characters. Yeah. See, um, I, I think they're yeah. going to save one. I think we're going to get one at E3 and then they're going to keep the other one for when they need uh, to generate some hype. I, I think they're yeah. going to save that for one of their own directs down the road later this year. Mm. Um. So here's something I've been thinking about and uh, I feel like I may not have an answer myself, but I'm curious what you both think. I, I feel like um, there's been rumors that the, the Fighters Pass like lineup has been shuffled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people, I think, I think the like the suspected um, scenario is that um, Steve maybe needed like a lot more fine tuning before they were ready to announce him, and they had slotted Byleth in their spot. Mm. Um, and I would think that would make a lot of sense um, because it would mean that. The fighters pass if you if you swap the places of Steven Bioeth, the second fighters pass up until potentially up until this point will have been entirely either characters Nintendo owns or at least in part owns and characters from third party franchises that were already involved in Smash. Hmm. So. Do either of you think that pattern is going to hold for the remaining two fighters? I do, actually. That's just sort of the vibe that Fighter Pass 2 has given off. And I I had heard some rumblings about uh, Byleth being shuffled in for something else that... Um, I hadn't necessarily heard that it was Steve, but just something that either wasn't ready or some deal that wasn't like done yet or something. I don't know what it was specifically. There was a lot floating around in the air, but yeah, that'd make sense. Especially since this, the second fighter pass, like they weren't initially planning on doing it. If you take their word for how things played out. And so having like not needing to talk to new people about negotiating Mm -hmm. stuff um, would make a lot more sense for the second fighter pass. So. Yeah, and, and I stress I don't think that's disappointing by any stretch. I th- oh, yeah, thought yeah. Sephiroth was cool as shit. Mm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, I wonder if if that's the consistent theme, I'm prepared for that to be the consistent theme, and it's a cool consistent theme. I'm just wondering if that will actually be the case, or if there will be some oddball, out-of-nowhere new third-party surprise. I mean, you're disappointing yeah, a lot of I don't... Bandicoot fans right now. Eh. Well... They've put in some some oddball uh, me fighter costumes that are new collaborations. Yeah. So I think I think the the crash costume from the promotional ads would actually yes. be perfect oh, yeah. inclusion. I would love um, that. Just. <laughs> 
That would be so apropos. Absolutely. In some ways, it might even be better than just regular crash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have, like, no more... um, No more to say, really, because I got my two most wanted characters, fighters, uh, in K. Rule and Banjo-Kazooie. Because, they, like, I wanted Dixie, obviously. I think Cranky deserves to be in the game. I think Funky, at this point, deserves to be in the game. But given the disadvantageous place Donkey Kong and the DKU in general was starting from, you know, not even getting any new characters in Melee or 4, mm. uh... I think to get the two craziest picks that would mean the absolute most to the f- different areas of the fandom, K. Rool and Banjo and Kazooie were it. And we got them. Yeah. We, we defied yeah. the odds and we got them both in the same game. One of them in the core game, one of them is DLC, both having a thematic uh, link between their trailers. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So at this point, I just hope whoever the fighters are, make the most amount of fans as happy as those two made me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, if, if it was Dixie, I would feel... Like, Cameron and I have talked about this quite a bit. If it was Dixie, I would feel apologetic. I would feel like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, fuck that noise. <laughs> no, I would celebrate... You don't apologize to anyone. <laughs> I would celebrate quite a bit, and then I would feel bad for celebrating... And offer my uh, sympathies to the mm. fan bases left out in the cold. Because I know what that feels like. I wouldn't. All these whiny bitches. Nah, fuck it. Wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired of Smash Discord. <laughs> no, I, I, I am I'm, I'm ready for Smash discussion to be at an end. And I said that at, when 4 was winding like, down. But, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they were like, we know the fighter pass is over, but there's going to be one more because yeah. just like it never ends. And you can't get off. Here's of Mr. the thing. Bones we're going to have one sharpened <laughs> stick and you're all going to have to fight over it. <laughs> I don't like what Smash uh, does to it's, the- it'll be a, like a smash battle royale and you have to pick one spirit from the game and oh, whoever's yeah. left standing at the end gets in the game. I, I, I don't like what Smash does to the respective fan bases. I don't like what it did to me once upon a time. So I, I just... I love- Which is a shame because it's just a nonstop flow of really cool shit. Yeah, the I, next Smash game is going to be murder because there's no way in hell they bring back all the five billion characters in this one. Not- so it's just going to be an endless parade of like, who's getting cold? Here's the thing. I- I'm just hoping they somehow just port Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't feel like oh, they yeah, no, need. Pull yeah. a Street Fighter Five. I- just string this one along. Yeah, for yeah I was going to say like me. <laughs> Make make Smash Ultimate into like the new Street Fighter Two. I'm fine yeah. with that because you, just... you can't mess. For for me, this game is perfection. This is my favorite Smash. Don't mess with it. Just add to it. You know, um, if you can, that would be great. Uh, all right. Well, uh, moving on, Smash and the nonstop political campaign that it entails. Let's move to some lower stakes. A lot of rumors about a Super Mario Party sequel, which, eh, I mean... I'd be down. I really, really liked Super Mario Party. I liked it too, but do we need a sequel? Like, does everything need an immediate Mm -hmm. sequel? Other than immediate sequel, it's been a few years, I'll... I only question... Well, didn't it just, literally just come out in Japan? Wait, what? 
it just got it just got that big update where you know you could actually play yeah it did just get a big multiplayer update i just feel like that'd be a good gateway to actually like give the game some dlc it desperately needs there you go super super okay super mario party (laughs) dlc i i'm on board with that i'm not on board with just a whole new sequel because hey i lived from 1999 to the late aughts i remember annual mario party releases i'm i'm good uh, you've you've delivered a solid I'll, super um solid Mario Party I'll, in Super Mario it's Party. It's been three years. I don't since care. It came out three years. What that means nothing <laughs> in modern game development. Like three years is a blink of the eye. Three years. Yeah, I don't know where I got that release date thing from. I am way off. <laughs> it essentially came out again because that that was just that was random too. Like why did they update the game after this long? So that makes me think a sequel isn't in the works. But maybe DLC. I could see DLC. That's weird. Mm, Well, I could see it being an argument for a sequel in the works if they were adding online to it as a way of figuring out how to do that. Maybe. For the end. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, I, yeah, I'd much rather they just kind of update the existing game with more content because it's got a really really solid base i love the new gameplay modes in it um and i did ran out of things to do in it in a day like mm. what if, yeah what if, what if we get donkey kong party that that is the sequel or it's like played on the taiko natatsujin jones <laughs> no. Well, speaking of DLC, is there any chance we're going to see Mario Golf Super Rush DLC before the game even launches? Uh, like, uh, announced? Did we know about Mario Tennis DLC before it came out? So, uh, with the last Mario Tennis, we found out Diddy was coming to the game, I believe, at the tail end of E3 week. So, huh. there's okay. precedent. Well, there's precedent. It's possible then. Yeah. Uh, I I mean obvi- I know Diddy is going to be DLC or or free update rather because well, Pauline's already in the game so I'm fine. I mean good for you. I unlocked Party yep, Time. Good for pa- me. Hey, I unlocked Party Time Pauline in Mario Kart Tour the other day. So fuck yeah! I, I want you to know that after listening to that conversation, I reinstalled the game because y'all made me want to give it another shot. I hope you enjoy it. I, I I've got it. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. I was going to say, uh, Mario, Mario Golf Super Rush is in a weird spot for me because it's like the first time in a long time I've looked at the roster for a Mario game that didn't have Diddy on it and still thought, like, this is a really solid collection of characters. Because it isn't just, is it? like, uh, fluffed with babies and Koopalanes? No, no. No no babies, no, like, Mario characters filling out the periodic table. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like it's it's Pauline. It's it's Charge and Chuck. It's Charge and Chuck, the character that who should have been in every single one of these spinoff <laughs> games from the beginning of time. I feel the same way about Brash oh. Bear, friend. I Brash Hiles Bear friend. That hopefully I'll see lots of. Brashes and bazaars and bazookas and bachelors tomorrow morning. Um, mm. And but you know, right after my bear hike tomorrow will be the Ubisoft's presentation. So do you think the very first reveal will be a Mario plus Rabbit sequel? Uh, I don't know about the very 
be first reveal, but I think there's a good chance of us seeing something, yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as, like, DKU or DKU-adjacent games go. Oh, uh, right. There's no room in Hyle's brain for anything else. No! I'm a Zelda! Uh, sure. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish that that this Mario plus rabbits like rumor didn't surface, not just because I like, if the, if that is in fact happening, I feel really bad for Davide Soliani and everybody else who got a game leaked fucking twice. Well, Um, this isn't, this isn't the first, uh, quote unquote leak about a a Mario plus rabbits sequel. There's been rumblings going on about it for a while. So um, the, the reason I, uh, the other reason would be because I feel like it kind of cuts off speculation of what other things Ubisoft could be doing with Nintendo properties because Mario is not the only one they have fiddled with. Yeah, in recent history. That's true, but like they they announced they did Mario plus was it Mario plus Rabbids and Starlink in the same show, or was it Donkey Kong Adventure and Starlink in the same show? Like mm. one after the other. I th- I feel like it was Donkey Kong and Starlink in the same show because I I remember that was that was a year I didn't wasn't physically at E three and I think I mm. saw both of them at the same time. So like it's entirely possible they do Mario a new Mario plus Rabbids and another collab in the same like breath. I, so because they've suppose done it that before. Is possible and <laughs> Starlink and. Star Fox, as far as I know, was not something that was leaked ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm basically just in the back of my mind, real, like saying, please just give Ubisoft Star Fox again. <laughs> the yes. little taste yes. of what oh they my did God. with it was Starlink so good. Is, is so good. Make, it's so good. Just let them do with Star Fox whatever they want. Make, make like Star, Starlink, but it's just Star Fox. Like, I mean, Hell, mm. uh, muddle the two things that you already did. Make make Star Fox plus Rabbids. That that's my <laughs> thing. Star that Fox be, plus uh, Rabbids. I want to see Peppy looking at a rabbit and being like, "What in the Sam Hill?" Uh, <laughs> that that uh, would be amazing, and that would be the unexpected twist of the show. Like I, I made a joke. Imagine if we don't get Donkey Kong at this E3, but we get Banjo Kazooie. So imagine a world where we get Banjo Kazooie and a DKU Star Fox game. With crystal yeah, and everything. Yeah. But no Donkey Ubisoft Kong. gets a Star Fox follow up and this is where we get our fucking Star Fox adventure. I'd be down with that. I'd be down with that. Grant Kirkhope doing Rabbit, score. Rabbit crystal. I've been talking about how Starlink would have been a great place to slip Crystal in because she comes from somewhere else. Sternia. You just Yeah. 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 Star Starlink kind of it carefully walked a line so much in a way that, like, it didn't step on any toes as to whether or not, like, Star Fox Zero was a new continuity, or could you just slot mm-hmm. this in the old one? Yeah, there's references to Star Fox Adventures in Starlink. References <laughs> so. to the Nintendo Power comic. Uh, yeah! It's, it's, it's wild. I, oh, it's so good. I'm it's the fairly, sort of deep pulls we live for at DK5. I'm fairly convinced that whenever we get a new Star Fox game, that it Assuming it's not just another remake of Star, the original Star Fox or Star Fox sixty four, it will be. That's uh, all there's room for in Miyamoto's head. If if somebody other than Miyamoto does it, uh, then they'll they will walk that line where Star Fox Zero will nebulously be just this adventure that happens either concurrently or in in place of Star Fox sixty four, but the later games will be referenced 
Oh, mm-hmm. I, there, I, I don't think they're, there they're are, write those off. There are certain things in Star Fox Zero like that would make um, games after it kind of impossible if you take the continuity. Like, yeah, there's some the stuff le- in the one to one to the letter. Mm-hmm. But also, I could equally see Nintendo not giving a shit about that. That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless anybody has anything else they want to bring to the table, uh, I would say those were our E3 previews uh, and predictions and and wishes and wants and desires. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know you said nothing from Platonic themselves, but what are the odds of uh, seeing a Platonic character pop up in a cameo capacity in something else during one of these shows? You know, I would love to see more on oh. Clive and Wrench uh, on on any of the Platonic Friends games that may or may not have uh, explicit characters crossing oh. over. But uh, I haven't heard anything about them appearing on the show. I, I, I have searched the E3 site looking, uh, in my media capacity, looking for any hints that anybody's going to be presenting. And I haven't seen anything. But mm. who knows? Because anybody, you know, you don't, they don't have to do it through E3. They can do it independently, riding the wave, given the nature of E3 this year. So. Speaking of uh, characters like appearing in another game, I just realized we kind of blew past a big one. Um, what about a potential Mario, new Mario Kart? Uh, Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be kind of about time for it. Um, I it, mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. It, it, it's... And we we had it on the docket. It's it's the kind. I think the way I best sum it up is I I want it to happen. I don't think it's going to, and that is like the pessimist in me because I, I just so badly want a a Mario Kart that like I feel like advances the formula and has a really character roster yeah, I like, I want, and I feel like it's it's only been one or the other for a I want Mario Kart time. 8, but with the roster of Tour. And the costumes of Tour. Yes. Just, there's so much in Tour that I would just love to see imported one-to-one mm-hmm. in a new console Mario Kart, but I don't know that they'd ever do that because I don't know if they'd view it as yanking away the unique appeal of Mario Kart Tour. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the, the appeal as of Mario I understand Kart, it, well, the appeal, yeah, the, the appeal of Mario Kart Tour is the unique way it plays and doing the tricks and the, like, I, I don't, I don't know if the unique appeal of Mario Kart Tour is Pauline with glitter in her hair. It, there's nothing to stop it from being the unique appeal of Mario. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can, if you can have pink gold peach, you can have Pauline in a, a party well, dress. Glitter in her hair, Pauline. That's that's yeah. the character's name on the on the mm-hmm. screen. Yup. <laughs> you know, I I am I was content with Mario Kart Eight and, and now Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, except for I think the somewhat shoddy character roster. So. Like my my fear with the new Mario Kart game, Mario Kart Nine or whatever you would call it, would be that it would revert, 
in, in some way to like the more broken gameplay of your double dashes or your Mario Kart DSs or your Mario Kart Wii's. Um, and, and I, I just want something more in line with Tor's roster, not necessarily uh, Vampire Mario with his head in a pumpkin, but which is another character that I did not mention on our Mario Kart Tour episode we recently did. But maybe, you know, at the very least, the unique characters that are in there that are not in Mario Kart 8 in, in any iteration of that, such as your Diddy Kongs, and yes, your Dixies, and your Funkies, and Birdos, and it just, it feels so complete in that, like, basically everyone is in there, and then some, so... I want that with the the gorgeous graphics of Mario Kart 8 and the more balanced gameplay. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if Nintendo would see any need because look how well Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling. Yeah, that's the thing. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling Amazeballs. But on the other hand, uh, Splatoon 2 is still selling Amazeballs and sure. they're working on Splatoon 3. So... I mean... That that you could make the argument. Well, they put Tropical Freeze on the Switch, so why would they make a new Donkey Kong game? And that would render the entire thesis of this episode. Mm. That's invalid. that's another thing I've seen from fans a lot. Is like, oh well, we already have an entry in this thing on the Switch. Nintendo is now like it's against the law for Nintendo to put out another one. We have yeah. to wait till the next console. And, and like similarly oh. to Torpedo, my own sense of pessimism. Like I mentioned worrying that they wouldn't carry over features into like a new Mario Kart that were generated in Mario Kart Tour. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Well, new Horizons does kind of borrow a lot from that. I guess to sum it all up, we don't know anything. Except that there's a new <laughs> Donkey Kong game in the works. We just don't yep. know when we're going to see it. Uh, yep, that's basically. the only thing we can definitively say, hey... That's happening, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't know anything. We can't give you any useful information. This podcast has a shelf life of less than a week. We are truly sorry. I mean, a lot of this stuff will be irrelevant within hours after it goes up. So, I mean, this this is oh. this, this is the fruit fly of conversation episodes. So, enjoy its beautiful oh. life while you can, people. <laughs> But we are going to be here all week long, like I said. Keep following DK Vine, social media, DKVine.com. Everybody everybody on staff is going to be pitching in here or there. Uh, you two already have. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back vis-a-vis the conversation on Sunday for the big Xbox showing. Unless they show off, I don't fucking know. Uh, Star Fox plus Rabbids tomorrow, and then or, then we will actually probably reconvene for a special episode just for that, because mm, why wouldn't Star we? Fox plus Rabbids, Donkey Kong Planet Adventure. <laughs> oh. Divided by Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> See you then! This has been a File 2 production. Que rico.